Dun, 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 dun. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Razzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies. I am one of your hosts for this evening, Big Country, as always. And on the other end of the mic, you're the two favorite hosts for the evening. Boy. And Chris. And we're the better half of the hostess. Mm. I just want to throw it out there. You know, mm. if you had to pick if you had to pick, I am sure if we did a poll, I think that our numbers would be would outreach your numbers. Uh, I'm not gonna say I disagree. So yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the big country hour. So what we're gonna do oh. <laughs> we're gonna mute the our screen just goes blank. <laughs> yep. He's just gonna be like mm-hmm. uh, Jamie, can you go ahead and get rid of their mics for me? That'd be great. <laughs> uh, cut cut those assholes out, please. Thank you. So uh thank you so much to our listeners out there for joining in. The truth hooligans out there, obviously I'm repping the new <laughs> truth hooligans. Oh, uh Chris and Boya, you guys have maybe a little story you want to tell us and the listeners out there about Last night you got to. Oh yeah, yeah. Last night we we headed out to the American Comedy Company, uh, downtown San Diego. We got to see Sam, um, Sam Tripoli of Tim Foil Hat Podcast perform. Um, absolutely murdered it. It was yeah. a strange. It was a strange scene because we weren't actually inside of the comedy club. It was on the sidewalk outside downtown San Diego, right where there's like. No regard for fucking anything. You got bums, fucking dicks out, walking up and down the street. Uh, Sam said that the night before. Chicks on Heelys. Yeah, no, not Heelys. Was it uh, one of those fucking little scooter things with with the two wheels, like a Segway? Yeah. Ate shit. Fucking dog gets hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) They had all kinds of stuff going on. They're out there trying to tell like. Dick jokes and fucking little kids walking kids, by, seven year olds walking by with their parents. Sam like, kept his composure though. I'll tell you what, he had some good ones lined up, and he's like, <laughs> put it on pause, like ah, yeah. It was, it was. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> but they absolutely murdered it for the weird situation it was in. Yeah, it was a great show. It was so much fun, and you know, I brought my wife, and my wife's not really into the the dick humor, but she was cracking up at everything that Sam was saying, and just, we had a great time and good atmosphere, even though it was you know out in the the middle of the near. Some people were sitting on the goddamn street. There was yeah, there was like <laughs> <laughs> there was like two rows of three stools lined up, literally yeah. where cars would park. Yeah, but it was it was so much fun, and it was a lot of fun. Sam was. Like he's, boy, he said, Sam crushed it. He just is good and a lot of fun. Merchandise. Oh yeah, I got, got a, that. I got a shirt, a little nasty shirt. Instead Look of into NASA. it, hat. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. And what Sam you guys said was really cool. Is that he that he shouted us out? He did. Yeah, he showed, he showed so, us some love. Yeah, he did. Way too much. Way too much love. We don't deserve it. So he <laughs> said in the begin, very beginning and near the end of his show, he. Uh, he had us, it's like, you guys like conspiracies? Uh, and everyone's, you know, cheering. He goes, you got to check these guys out, whiskey, beer, and conspiracies. And he had to stand up and, you know, people came up and talked to us after the show, asked us where they could listen to, and we're pointing them in the right direction. So, you know, we just, appreciate that. We appreciate that, Sam. So you are the man. Yeah. Sam, Sam's yeah. an OG when it comes to this stuff. And I, obviously we were, we were fans of his for a long time to begin with, just from his stand up. But 
uh, class act. It was awesome. Yeah, very yeah. very class guy. Way cool, man. He he definitely didn't have to do that for us. So shout out mm-hmm. to Sam and uh, and XG and his whole crew over there. Um, Johnny Woodard. Uh, so tonight's episode, we're going to be getting into George Floyd. So we decided the title of the episode is The Sacrifice of George Floyd because the more research that I've done and that hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, you have already listened to the episode that will be released before this one with the investigative journalist that we had on, Miriam Hanane. I did that right yeah. this time. You, you did. did. You um, killed it. She wasn't even yeah. here. Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, she sent us pretty much everything she has on the research that she's done to, for George Floyd. Yeah. And there's fucking so much. Yeah. And then there's so many things that just don't add up. So we're going to be getting into that tonight. Hopefully, by like I said, by the time you've listened to this episode, you've listened to that one. And this if is you, kind if of you haven't, game. yeah, if you haven't, if you're listening to this episode before you've listened to that episode with Miriam, stop what you're doing. Go listen to that one first. Yeah. Then come yeah. back to this one. Yeah. Don't listen to that order because this is definitely going to, you need to hear that one first because she is definitely an expert. And, you know, we're not. We're we, just a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Bro. But she is, she has done uh, her homework on this. And, yeah. yeah this since is, it started, she, she does it for a living. So. Yeah. Yeah, investigative journalist of 25 years. Um, you can follow her on Twitter. You can follow her at Miriam Henane. That's M-A-A-R-Y-A-M-H-E-N-E-I-N. So it's her, her name. You can find her. Her website is her name. Also, her YouTube page is her name. Um, a lot of the information that we're going to present tonight is from her. And then kind of our own individual take on what's been going on with that case, because it's almost as if that case has kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, and, and sh- go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, I I think it's just on the back burner now. It, it was the when you to start a fire, you have to light a match. And that that was the you know, the boiling point for a lot of people that just gave them what they felt was like the right to say, hey, Let's just go out there and ride in the streets and let's burn down some targets and <laughs> let's throw some fucking- frozen water bottles at cops and Break let's try to hit people with windows. hammers and you know let's set up a, a, a what do you, the autonomous zone or whatever the fuck that was <laughs> you know you know but it's just it was the match that started it yeah. and I think when you what do you do with a match after you light it you throw it in the fire it burns all the way up it's gone you don't really think about it too much but it, you know that was the thing that triggered a lot of it you just don't hear about it anymore and maybe because it's the violent protests that are going on the violent riots I should say it's yeah, not a protest we, we it's, a, it's violent riots protests. that are going on you know I think that uh, proper protests would that message could still be heard yeah. but it's turning a lot of people off right now because exactly. of, of what's going on yeah before before we get to the end of the show um, I'm sure we'll circle back to the what the news is calling violent protests um, up in uh, Oregon and Washington and how it relates to their fight for justice yeah. considering fucking that's air quotes for those listening. That was air quotes. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how it, how it relates to the whole George Floyd situation and um, just how it's re- really bullshit. Like it's been hijacked so many fucking times. Um, if it even occurred at all. So let's just throw that out there to begin with. Yeah. Uh, before the end of the show, like Boya said, we'll probably get off the fence with where it's at. I think we all have, might have our own individual thoughts on what exactly transpired and what that 
what happened. I don't think it was the way that it's been presented. Right. I think there was there's more to it, and we'll go through that through the episode. But the the more that I look at that situation, um, I don't know how it started or how it developed into a race thing. Yeah, like because the only way to prove the intentions of someone is if they have like a history mm-hmm. of of a particular type of you know violence towards another particular group. So mm-hmm. if this guy had a, like a bunch of Swazi tattoos and like on his, you know, Facebook profile, it's like favorite books, Mein Kampf. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's it. And, and that's it. What else Here's do you read? I read? I read the prologue from Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. I, I just don't know how it developed into a race thing. Yeah. And I think yeah. to provide evidence that it's racial is circumstantial at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's wife was... Is it a, a race thing or is it a police brutality thing? Because if you're going to talk down the, the, the hard nuts of this, if you're going to get down to the brass tacks, right, um, there, there's a fine line because well, it started off, I think it... I think it starts off with a police brutality thing. Originally, yeah. But, but so let's just, let's just go through it as we got it. Right? Okay. So let's just start with we get the news this happens we see the video blah 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 so a normal non-racist viewpoint would be damn that cop fucked that dude up like that was wrong you know what i mean but so many people took that opportunity to turn it into a racing from their point of view yeah and to be quite honest i don't think that like like big country said i don't think that that particular crime was motivated by race. David Chavon's wife is not a white woman. She's a very beautiful. Was she Hispanic or Asian? She's, she's Asian. She's Asian. She's a a beauty queen. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, right off the bat, right? And then there was uh, the officers that were with him were also a mix of, of ethnic backgrounds. So, but then people say, well, that's just like the cop brotherhood. So you're telling me that an extreme racist decided to forego his hate of other races to partner up with other police officers because that takes precedence. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? So I don't believe for a minute that this was a racially motivated thing. Um, you know, you're going to hear us talk about how it's hijacked over and over again. And I think they took that, especially the media because the media loves it when a white cop shoots a black man. The media fucking goes nuts over that. And it gets everybody riled up and it starts to separate and divide everybody. And that's exactly what they did. So, yeah. well, if I mean, you want my opinion on, on racism as a whole. Like the people that are out there marching and you see like these, they don't happen too much or haven't happened too much recently that I know of, but you see these guys that are out there that are actually like dressed in like Nazi uniforms and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure those people are racist for sure, but those aren't like the real, real racist people that you actually have to worry about. Like racism, like the true racists are the people that wear, you know, business uniforms. Yeah, and they got, and then they got the 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 hood and and the cloak in the closet. 
Yeah. Do you um, think yeah. do you think that 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 that's the people that you gotta be afraid of because you don't know where they stand? Whereas like if I saw the guy with a skinhead and he had the swastikas on him, and I would say, I know exactly what that guy's about and I see where he stands and he's not gonna sneak up on me and pull the wool over my head and you know, pull one over on me. Um whereas like the businessmen that are doing it that excel and and are, are doing it behind the, the scenes that they have way bigger chance to get their agenda or by their little cloak and dagger the way they they attack it and how they're trying to push it yeah. is that what you're you're meaning brian i think so yeah because if you see a big especially like if you see a big old white dude with tats and swazis and, and a skinhead i'm like this dude probably went to prison yeah. Well, I'll and, tell you, I'm not saying he's he's I'm not saying it's OK that he's that way. But there's a show on uh, YouTube. It's a great show. It's actually it's called the Fresh Out series. Um, it's hosted by Big Herc. And he was a big dude that was um, he was in prison for a long time. He gets out and he interviews guys that are in prison. And he has this guy. His name's is uh, one in particular. His name is Wes Watts or Wes Watson. He's from um, Oceanside. Big old dude. Now he's a bodybuilder and he does all this stuff to like help people who go into prison and whatnot. But he's like, when you go to prison, like real, like big boy jail, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pick a side. You don't have yeah. a choice. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, even if you're like a religious, conscious objector or whatever, you it don't matter. He's like, eventually they'll get you. Yeah. So he's like, I'm on your show. Like the big Herc is a black guy and mm-hmm. Wes Watson is a white guy. He's like, we're cool, right? I would never try to hurt you. But in prison, if we're at the same time, I might give you the wink or the head nod or whatever, but we can't be together. Yeah. Even though I'm with you right now, like we can't be because it's part of that culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like the true real racists, like the the deep rooted racist people aren't tattooing Swazis on them and walking around with rebel flags. Yeah. Uh, not to say that those people aren't racist, but I think there's different layers of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that type of that type of mentality is it's taught. Racism mm-hmm. is taught, which is why when you go to prison and you and you're a white guy and you hang with the white guys, now you got to join the Aryan Brotherhood. You're taught that. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to. You know, it's it's either that or you. I don't know, get raped and stabbed and I don't know whatever whatever else happens yeah. in prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely not because I have a couple stories actually. There was when I lived with a friend of mine. The guy across the way, his brother, all of a sudden shows up, right? And he had some white supremacist tattoos and stuff on him. So immediately I was like, oh, fuck this guy. Well, he stops me one day and and like, because our doors face each other. And he was like, hey, man, I just want you know, my name's Dan. Uh, you know, um, I just got out of prison and I don't want you to think that like, I'm here to make you uncomfortable or anything like that. He goes, um none of none of what you see is who i am and he's like it was i was in for i think he said he was in for like 5 years and he was like so i had to make some choices in order to survive so i just want to let you know like this is not i don't want you to come home and feel like you're uncomfortable and i was like well hey man i really appreciate that i completely understand like where you're coming from and stuff he's like all right cool and we actually ended up becoming friends with that guy he was a badass tattoo artist right and so he said, cause he's like, dude, I don't fight. I don't fucking do drugs. I don't. So he's like, I had to like making my way was being an artist. So, but he's like, since yeah. I'm a white guy, I had to be with the white supremacist. I say, okay, cool. I could dig that. And there's uh, a guy that was actually friends with my dad. 
This dude covered in fucking all kinds of racist tattoos. And I showed up uh, to my dad's friend's house and that guy happened to be there. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing talking to this guy? Like this guy clearly does not like us, you know? And he was like, no, no, he goes, no, he goes, he goes, he's fucking cool. Like, don't 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 worry about what you see on him. He's like that guy. He's been to prison and he goes, he is. Um, what is it called? He he said he is uh, very like he's white pride. He he wants he doesn't want his family to, you know, mate with anybody that isn't white. And he's like, him and I had this discussion. Like, he would like to keep his bloodline as pure as it can be. Who knows how pure that is? You know what I mean? But he he said he has no issue outwardly with anybody or anything that they do in their own lives. And I was like, well, that's really fucking weird. You're going to walk around with all these tattoos and shit, you know, because the first representation you get of somebody is automatically gonna put a thought in your head like oh this guy is a certain way because of x y and z right and the guy never gave us any problems um he was fucking super cool you know my dad called him for help a couple times when he needed it fucking guy showed up and so it's it's it is like you're saying the tattoos and shit you do see outwardly but when you when you do have like judges lawyers fucking business owners and those guys they go home they fucking get their hood out of the closet and then they head out into the woods and light crosses on fire and wait to lynch somebody you know what i mean like those definitely are the people that we should be worrying about. And David Siobhan was definitely not out here. Fucking Derek, Derek, Derek Siobhan was yeah. definitely not out here. Fucking lighting crosses on fire and, and dragging bodies behind his truck, you know? Yeah. So no. I, I, I'm not even sure. Like I said, I think that was just more of the media popping up and saying white cop shoots black guy, because let's face it in that area, the highest concentration of interactions was going to be with black people. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying it doesn't happen where there's a police officer that slips through the cracks and he's like, fuck yeah, I got in and now I get to go patrol fucking East LA and hammer on black dudes and Mexican dudes. You know what I mean? But just even based on the, the previous reports of violence and, and shitty interactions that people have had. He's fucking pistol whipping white kids, beating up Indian dudes. Like he's giving it to everybody. <clears throat> it sounds like it from the, the past, if you're going to really look at the, the past, cause I think there's up to 18 um, complaints. Yeah. And you know, I, none of them, I, none of them went, went on to be sustained as far as I know, which means they didn't, you know, he didn't get time off or, you know, it didn't, stick to him paper didn't stick in this file mm-hmm. or they they happens far enough in between each other that the paper would stick with you for a minute and then he'd stay out of trouble and then it the paper would drop off and then he could get in trouble again so i don't know if that's the case or not but i know that there's a lot of complaints about him yeah which means it sounds to me he's just a shitty fucking person and a shitty fucking cop just a shitty person yeah yeah Oh. Yeah. So, but like I said, I think the racing came primarily from the media because, so like I said, we get the video, right? We see what happens. Initially, you're like, holy shit, we just saw this guy die. Right. And like Miriam said, I do agree with her when she says we can't call him a murderer quite yet. 
Like we, he, he does deserve due process. And that's mm-hmm. something that I was trying to express to people when they're like, we want justice. I'm, okay. Justice is coming. Justice is slow. Yeah. But it's coming. Well, to, to, to be honest, if you, if you want to look at justice, okay, what is justice? It's a process. It starts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happened was the officer lost his job. Yeah. Okay. He was immediately fired. All four of them did. Yeah. They were immediately, immediately dismissed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boom. Done. Okay. So that's justice. Yeah. Right. That's the start of it. And then charges are brought up against him. So he goes to an arraignment Mm -hmm. and they say, you're going to be charged with murder. How do you plea? Yeah. Uh, guilty or not guilty. Uh, and then that's the second part of it. Yeah. He, then he goes and sits into jail, which Mm -hmm. is not prison jail. Different. Different. He's awaiting trial in jail. Correct. So now he's going to wait and, and try to get, you know, either get post bail or not. But I'm for murder charges. Bail is pretty he's, steep. He's well. He's the only one out of the four that hasn't posted bail. Yeah, he's so. also the only one, and we'll we'll get into it right now. But he's the only one who hasn't have hasn't had his gag order lifted because all of the officers were placed under a gag order. Yeah, honestly, that should be a red flag. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and and even the uh, the other officers, their attorneys expressed concern for a gag order. And the only attorney that expressed the opposite, who was in favor of a gag order, was Siobhan's lawyer. So it's it definitely is a red flag because those other officers just happen to be present during this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, uh, when the charges, I don't mean to cut you off, the charges against the other three officers were complicit in manslaughter and something and we'll read it but that's that's one of the charges against the other three yeah and they were their their bail i think was 50 50 grand um and like you said the three of them have already posted bails with the exception of um derek but uh we'll get into an article that i'll read for you guys that uh miriam had wrote um that kind of lays it all out there with the gag yeah. order and everything yeah so, that'd be good yeah so the so when when that shit happens, right? Like if you're if you're if you and I went and robbed a liquor store, okay, I shot and killed somebody. Yep, we're all fucked. Yep, doesn't matter, right? So yep. they have to, but they have to prove that I have knowledge that you're going to go and do that, right? Like we're gonna or we you, or if, or if you knocked over the corner store for a box of fucking quarters, <laughs> <laughs> so you're. But those, regardless, the charges get elevated, right? Yeah. So then people are like, well, you know, we want justice, we want justice. Well, you can't just zoom in and pin murder one on this guy, and then you get to. Because once the jury comes into play and they narrowed down murder one, you had an intent to kill this person. Like you sought that out and intentionally killed this person, right? Yeah. Well, if they can prove that he did not have prior intention, murder one's off the table. Yep. So he can walk free and and all because of a technicality, right? Yeah. So they got to get their, they got to get their charges right. They have to fucking be able to make a case Per the charges, if they overcharge him, there's a chance he's going to walk free. Yeah. Um, so and he shouldn't walk free. Absolutely not, because we we see it at the we very minimum. It. At the very minimum, and 
he shouldn't be walking free. Yeah. So I mean, we saw we saw what took place, and like I said, as at this point, we're just going off of the video and everything that we got all at one time. So correct. The reason it took so long to get charges was because they needed to make sure that they were charging him accordingly. And if they if they fuck that up, then it's going to be a breeze for his defense attorney to fucking get out of it. Yeah. yeah. So that's so why it, it took out. so long. Let's go. So check this out. So this is the uh, Minneapolis Police Department General Offense Public Information Report. This is the public narrative uh, written by John Alfred Elder. Uh, related date, May 26, 2020. So here's the document cam shot. Um, <laughs> so it says on Monday, May 25th at 8.02 p.m., Minneapolis police responded to a 911 call reporting a forgery in progress at 3759 Chicago Avenue South. Officers arrived and located a suspect in a vehicle. Uh, officers reported that they ordered the suspect out of the vehicle and the suspect physically resisted officers. Officers handcuffed, handcuffed the suspect. The officers restrained the suspect on the ground and an ambulance was called. No weapons were used by anyone involved in this incident. The subject, an adult male believed to be in his 40s, was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center where he was pronounced deceased. So this is the public narrative. Mm-hmm. We already know that this isn't true. Yeah. Because... Well, we'll get into why here in a minute, but the parts that, and this is, this is from Miriam again, too. So we're going to make sure we give her credit because obviously with her credentials as a reporter, she can get access to this. Yeah. So it says that officers arrived and located a suspect in a vehicle. Okay. Officers reported that they ordered the suspect out of the vehicle and the suspect physically resisted officers. Officers handcuffed, handcuffed the suspect and the officers restrained the suspect on the ground and an ambulance was called. Uh, no weapons were used by anyone involved in the incident. Incident. The subject was uh, blah, 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 blah. Transported to the medical center where he was pronounced deceased. But he wasn't dead on arrival. Right. And now we he know. Died, that, uh, yeah. According to them, he died at the hospital. Right. So he wasn't DOA. He didn't have a pulse to, that we know of when he was on the ground. But check this out, dude. I want to read this part to you guys. Um, so this is another narrative that came out with the report. Now, I'll read to you in Miriam's article in just a minute that Anonymous, whoever that group is, I, I've mm-hmm. recently understood that Anonymous has attachments to the CIA. I, bu- I buy they, it. They hacked the Minneapolis Police Department. They hacked their website, crashed it, put it up, and the original police report is gone. Hmm. So this the what I just read it's it's literally titled the it's this is the public narrative. Yeah. So here's the other narrative. And I I, I can't confirm if this is part of the original report but it says uh, Chris you might know what some of this is cuz I as I'm reading this I'm like I don't fucking know what this stuff Okay. But, Lay it on me big um, dog. Ooh. So it says uh, it says here narrative. E17 was started code Two to assist EMS on a call, then updated to code three. Pre-approval info stated only that PT had trauma to his mouth. E17 arrived at Cup Foods 38th in Chicago with multiple squads on scene and a small crowd of citizens. As 17s approached to locate the patient, the crew overheard and was told by several people that the police had killed the man. Bystanders were upset, but not unruly. No clear info on PT or location. 
was given by either initial PD officers or bystanders. Crew finally located an officer inside the store who stated HCMC medics had loaded the patient and relocated from the scene. E-17 encountered an off-duty firefighter who had witnessed the end of the struggle and witnessed that the PT go from struggling to unresponsive on the ground while handcuffed and subdued by PD. Dispatch notified E-17 that medics needed fire code 3 and E-17 relocated on 36 and Park Avenue. Two crew members got an ambulance. Medics had Lucas device working on an unresponsive pulseless male. PT had advanced airway, secured E-17, took over ventilations, and also assisted medics getting IV and meds prepared. Crew accompanied medics to HCMC stab room, uh, continuing with uh, ministrations. Medics performed pulse checks several times, finding none, and delivered one shock by their monitor. PT's condition did not change. E-17 helped get PT into stab room, continuing ventilations until relieved by ER staff. Hmm. So this doesn't match original the original narrative. No. no. That I just that we just read. So I don't know what fire code three is. Code three um, is uh, urgent response. That's lights and sirens. They're they're hauling balls. Okay. If you're calling code three, that's an emergency. Okay, so, so and it sounds like E seventeen. I think you, you said that quite a few times, right? Yeah. That's probably like the ambulance. It's probably the unit, um, uh, their bus number or their ambulance number. Uh, that's how they're they're called. Maybe that's their call sign. Um, but unit there E seventeen is going to be the ambulance, and it sounds like they came and assisted. Someone else had already put them in and loaded them into a different transport. Because hmm. not <clears throat> so well, he mentioned fire, so I'm wondering, so was that paramedic possible? So there's private companies and then there's fire ambulance. Our state is different, we have different mandates. Every fire engine uh ambulance responds with the fire engine every single time, and now there's our separate uh extra ambulances yeah, AMR. that are. That they can call out for an assistance okay. if they have if they need more. If they need more. So maybe that's something likely that have happened. Uh, they're but, obviously responding in code, right? So but you, that's strange though because they did get the call that there was a single male, single male unresponsive. So I don't know. Uh, but maybe maybe a jurisdictional type thing. Maybe maybe okay. I, I don't know how it works for them. Yeah. So I know that if I call for medical. Mm-hmm. They're going to send me an engine and an ambulance, you know, working for cops plus. I don't know how it is out there. Right. But that tells me that does tell me some things though. It says that they've called for medical assistance. Mm -hmm. Okay. They, they requested it at some point knowing they needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I didn't never, you know, I didn't know if that was even happening, you know, and I never saw it. You know, I never saw from the video that I saw, the I never saw an officer get on his radio and say, you know, dispatch, we need a medical assistance. We have an unresponsive male. Right. Exactly. Okay. In that in that 10-minute video, it, I mean, unless it's off camera. Correct. It didn't seem that they had ever called for any kind of assistance. Right. Correct. Right. Now, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if that's a 
you know, they said there's bystanders there, right? See, that that's bystanders could call it, it could have, especially the off duty paramedic that was there. Um, it, it's 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 it sucks because we know that there was body cam footage. They haven't released the footage. Uh, Miriam did mention that she was able to see stills of the footage. Um, and then we had also asked if there were uh, interior dash cam video of it, because then that would also help us determine whether somebody went to squad car and called for help from the radio inside the car. Correct. Um, yeah. And and they're not telling us any of this. Right? Correct. The public narrative, both of them that that big country just read, they don't match. They're vastly different, and they still don't explain what actually the the. The, the timeline of events. Yeah, right? the 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 way that it's laid out doesn't exactly tell the complete story of what's yeah. going on. Bullshit. Right. No, exactly. So this is another one. So this is Minneapolis Police Department General Offense Public Information Report. Um, it says operational status open or active. That was beer. That was beer. <laughs> what, um, what kind of beer are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got Budweiser Select 55. Got to keep that 55 calories on me. Oh, yeah. Because you got to watch your girlish figure. Yeah. (laughs) Tournament coming up, man. Um, (laughs) So why not drink low calorie beer? (laughs) I'm not going to not drink. What am I? There's no calories in Jameson. Are you judging people that don't drink there, buddy? (laughs) No, I'm just saying, I'm not going to not drink if I have a tournament. Like some people are like, oh, I'm not going to drink. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, continue. Sorry. Okay. So this uh, this was reported on May 26, 2020. Tuesday occurred on May 25th, 2020, the day of the event. Um, the report was submitted by Jamie. I'm I, okay. The way I'm going to read this name is the only way I know how to pronounce it. Ariola. We'll help you out. Yeah. Yeah. His last name's Titty Circle. <laughs> N- nipple, nipple surrounding. Scrub, boys. Let's go. Come on. It's, it's his last, his or hers, I'm not sure, is A R R I O L A. Areola. I don't. Sure. Areoli. Areoli. I like. Shout out Tech Nine. Areola. Here we go. So it was in the county of Hennepin, Precinct 3, Sector 2, Neighborhood 55. Felony or misdemeanor, it's a felony. Event video, type of video, body-worn body worn video available. Hmm. Offenses, offense number one, CTRFT1, counterfeiting money, completed. Offense two, forgery zero, forgery completed. So this is a general offense report of counterfeiting money, mm-hmm. which... Leads into what Miriam will discuss in her article mm-hmm. because it's linked to the nightclub, right? That, that he worked at along with George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they worked at a nightclub together, together, Correct. knowing each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so the article or the report goes on to say: Suspect one, George Perry Floyd. Um, related businesses, victim one cup foods at three seven five nine Chicago Avenue. Uh, it's here's what's interesting about this. So, George's age and address are redacted, and then it says contact number one. The contact name, the affiliation, and the phone number is all redacted. Hmm. Linkage factors: victim of counterfeit one counterfeiting money completed. 
Uh, so here's what's get here's where it gets really fucking weird. This is the transcript from the nine one one phone call. Okay, okay. I have, I, we haven't we haven't heard this. Yeah, yet. we haven't heard this one. So okay. I've been I've been oh, yeah. on pins and needles for this. This is it's it's just weird, <clears throat> right? Especially with the person is redacted from the report. Yeah, I can understand redacting the address, um, but the name. Well, that's what's weird is is that's, in the in the report of the. It states his name. Wait, it, it, well, it doesn't state his. It doesn't state his name. It, I mean, I'm sorry. It I'm does, about- you you do have the right to redact your name from these reports because these are public reports that right. people have access to. If you're a victim of a crime, you can have your right. stuff but, redacted. But at the very beginning of that report, but do you know when you see those, mm-hmm. when it's like sex crimes, like yeah. women, women that have been raped. And yeah, stuff, that's when you do it. But, but at the beginning of this, he says George, uh, George Perry Floyd. So the, why would we circle back and redact his name? Address understood. So it's not it's not it's, George's name that's redacted. It's whoever it's, called the cops. It's oh, the person that okay, called okay. the cops for the original crime of the counterfeit. If I'm okay, am yes. I right, Brian? Okay, original, yeah. correct. But they know where the person worked. They know the address of where it happened, mm-hmm. and then they have the person's transcript okay. of, of, of the nine one one call. So. Well, okay, let's just get to the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Operator 911, what's the address of the emergency? Caller says, This is uh, 3759 Chicago Avenue. Operator, how can I help you? Okay, this is weird. Caller says, Someone, someone, um, someone comes our store and gives give us fake bills, and we realize it before he left the store and we ran back outside. They were sitting on their car. We tell them to give us their phone, put their inaudible thing back and everything. He was also he was also drunk and everything and return to give us our cigarettes back. And so he can so he can go home. But he doesn't want to do that. And he's sitting on his car because he is awfully drunk and he's not in control of himself. Uh, page hmm. two says operator on 38th street. So this guy has a counterfeit bill, has your cigarettes and he's under the influence of something. Caller says something like that. Yes. He's not acting right. Uh, operator continues on says, okay, is he white, black, native, Hispanic, Asian? Caller says something like that. (laughs) Operator says, which one? White, black, native, Hispanic, Asian. Caller says, no, he's a black guy. So the caller, um, based on the transcript, is probably middle <laughs> Are you making an assumption right now? How? Yes. I swear to God, you're making an assumption right now. First of all. Well, what's interesting is that he comes to our store and gave us fake bills. Okay. Buy cigarettes. Looking at the Eric Garner thing that happened three years prior to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Trying to sell some cigarettes. Selling cigarettes, yeah. Um, but they said that he is peers drunk and he's sitting on his car. He's not in control of himself. And they go, okay, so is he white, black, Asian, Hispanic? What is he? Yes. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> his answer is yes. Yeah. Okay, which one? <laughs> so um, the toxicology report comes back. And here's what it says positive. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. If this If this is true, this dude was loaded. Right? Okay. In the report, positive for caffeine, uh, cotinin, 
4 ANPP, 11 hydroxy delta 9 THC, delta 9 carboxy THC, delta 9 THC, methamphetamine, fentanyl, norfentanyl, uh, cannabinoids, amphetamines, fentanyl, metabolite, and morphine. Now, Jesus. Okay, so let's see. Caffeine, cotinin, 4 ANPP, hydroxy delta 9 THC, delta 9 carboxy THC, delta 9 THC, methamphetamine, fentanyl, and norfentanyl, and cannabinoids were all taken from hospital blood. So, so, so he's had so, drugs in his system, and he's had yes. drugs that are is old drugs too. If you re, if you understand, yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah. just like a typical drug test is going to yeah. test for certain levels of. Right. Um, we don't know. I'm, I'm sure the hospital does. Which one was obviously had a higher concentration, which would mean he used it more recently. Oh, here's, do you want the results of that? I have yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, bless, bless you. So the ones that I gave, that's all hospital blood. Now it says that amphetamines, fentanyl, metabolite, and morphine were presumed positive, and those were taken from his urine. Um, so caffeine and continent were positive. It doesn't give the exact milligrams, but the four ANPP is uh, 0.65 milliliters. Hydroxy Delta THC is 42 milliliters. Uh, Delta nine carboxy THC is um, 2.9. Methamphetamine uh, is 19 mill- milliliters. Uh, fentanyl is 11 milliliters and norfentanyl is 5.6 milliliters. Uh, I'm assuming because it says that they couldn't determine whether they were presuming it was positive. They didn't have a specific amount that was in the system was the uh, amphetamines, fentanyl, metaboline, metabolite, metabolite, metabolite. Yeah. Fentanyl, metabolite. That, that, those three are listed as presumed positive. And then morphine was at 86 milliliters. And I'm assuming that's probably what they were giving him, unless you just. I'm telling you, morphine is a great drug. Maybe he had it. I don't know. Then no but, morphine is probably not going to pop. I mean, that soon after giving it. I mean, they can. They're not going to give him morphine. Yeah, um, a painkiller for if he's not conscious for being unconscious to try to resuscitate somebody. Morphine slows everything down, right? Fentanyl slows everything down. Meth is going to get you worked up and get you going for days. Right. Um, and, and so he's smoking weed, does some meth, does some fentanyl to get down off the meth. And he's probably just fucking, you know, all over the place by then. Yeah. If someone's noticing that you're fucking drunk that are not experts at finding people that are under influence of drugs, you're fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you are fucked up. Yeah. So it says also right here, um, analysis code, because it has a description of the testing that was requested. So post-mortem, there was a urine screen add-on, alcohol screen, blood, novel psychoactive substances, post-mortem expanded blood, and then novel psychoactive substances as well. Um, Screen one and two were done with blood. Um, What's interesting is after reading this, um, the Hennepin County gave a statement that the medical examiner cannot expound upon and or respond to any questions about the contents of the autopsy report. To do so at this time would potentially 
taint any future criminal or civil litigation related to Mr. Flint's death. Hmm. Um, we learned from Miriam that the original medical examiner who was, uh, I have it written here, uh, uh, Andrew Baker, he was fired. Yeah, he got let go. Because they said in a statement that the report that he gave about the death of George Floyd had done irreparable damage to the black community. I think what they meant to say, and they just said it in kind of a fancier way, is your report doesn't fit the narrative that we need to make this money laundering go away. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I would I would like them to point out the irreparable damages to the black community. I don't understand quite what that means, because if he's saying that <coughs> this gentleman, after we received his body, we did all these drug screens, turns out the guy was fucking loaded. It still doesn't excuse the fact that someone stood on his neck for over eight minutes, right? No. Nope. So regardless, of- I do want to throw that out there one more time. There's we are not defending any no, of the actions no. of the we're, officers. We're trying to weed our way through the information that we've been told and then the information that we've been given by Miriam. Correct. Um, and then we'll get into some of the conspiracy aspects a little later. But the it, it regardless of someone's condition, whether they're under the influence or not, it doesn't give someone right to be treated the way he was treated on the ground. Correct. Um, right. So... I'm not sure what they mean by like, what was, what do you guys think the irreparable damage was or, or, or what they meant by that? Cause that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Maybe he, that it maybe it leaned more to, um, that the, the true cause of death was the amount of drugs in the system. And if that was what comes out from his oh, statement, then they couldn't go after him, the officers, the way they okay. they should or want to, because they are like, Oh, this is so wrong. He need on his knee on his neck. And, you know, then they look at the autopsy and the guy's like, yeah, his heart exploded because he had meth fentanyl and he, his his breathing was shit. Yeah. You know, he's sick. He's right. yelling, yelling he's got COVID or, yeah. Yeah. you know. Which we'll get into that. Yeah. He did say, he did yell that he had COVID. Yeah. Uh, also oh. in, in the report, which we'll get to, um, we'll, we'll probably take a break before we read, uh, or before I read uh, Miriam's report that she wrote. Because um, you'll, you'll, so this is being recorded video, so you'll see it on screen when the video comes out. But obviously you guys won't see it, so I'll just read it for you guys. But, um, Somehow they tested him and he tested positive for COVID. Of course. Of course they did. I'm surprised <laughs> that it's going to come out. They're like, actually, he died of COVID. Yeah. My well, I'm take- sure his death went down as a COVID death for the tally. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Well, t- to answer <laughs> Boy's question, um, I think that his original autopsy mm-hmm. conclusion was that he died of a substantial amount of drugs in his system and that he overdosed and he had heart failure or what have you. Right. Yeah. Um, that the drugs, the drugs contributed to his death. Yes. Okay. I, I think his report said that the drugs did kill him. Okay. And we don't have um, his report, huh? No, of course not. I would like to see I, that. I think also that's probably gone. 
and we'll get like you said, we'll get into the conspiracy side of it. But the video that came out where it would appear that maybe he's getting stuck with something. Mm-hmm. We do. We do need to bring up that that medical examiner exam examiner was highly regarded. Yeah, extremely. He never, he never had the, any issues. Yeah, before. never had any issues. Wrote books. You know. Been working and hired at that position multiple times because they do like a like a I think a, a stint. Like, yeah, contracts. So they this they were happy with this guy all the way up until that point. Mm-hmm. So right. just so that's out there. So we'll we'll get into um, Miriam's report here, but let's take a quick break. Um, and we'll your glasses back. empty. You guys need to fill up your um, glasses. I got yeah, a couple more beers here, but I got to freshen up. And, um, we might as well refill our, refill our adult beverages to get into the report. It's going to be a little lengthy, so that's why I kind of wanted to leave it to the ha- last half of the show, and then we'll get into our takes off the fence conspiracies with it. But um, we'll uh, we'll be right back. Hey there, Truth Hooligans. Chris here. And while Boy and Big Country are refilling their glasses, I wanted to let you know where you can find our show and subscribe to our social media. You can listen to our show on all major podcast platforms like Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or head on over to our website for so much more content at wbconspiracies.com. We love you, our listeners, and thank you for your support. Now, enough of the business break. Let's get back to that show. Okay, and we're back. We are back from break. Got our adult beverages. And now we're going to get into um, Miriam's article that she wrote. So if you're watching this video, it's going to switch here in a second. So bear with me. Hold on to your tits. (laughs) Okay. So so here we go. Um, This is uh, posted on PatriotsSoapbox.com. And this is an article that was written by Miriam Henane on July 22nd. So it says uh, the article is titled uh, George Floyd gag order lifted release of body cam video to be determined. So a Minnesota judge has lifted a gag order in the case against four former Minneapolis police officers charged in the death of George Floyd, but said he would take a media request to ease restrictions on viewing body camera video under advisement. George Floyd's multi-layered psyop on May 25th catapulted us into a manufactured race war. Derek Chavon and George Floyd both worked at the El Nuevo Rodeo. Uh, it's a nightclub. George Floyd said, I can't breathe, and an arguable poke at all who are self-muzzling themselves with masks several times while still in the in the cop car. The government officials like Mayor Jacob Frey, Governor Tim Waltz, and Attorney General Keith Ellison have already called Derek a murderer or assumed this is racial, thus arguably tainting the jury pool and trialing him in the media. Mm-hmm. On July 9th, Hennepin County... District Court Judge Peter A. Callen or Cahill or Cahill. I guess you could say it that way. I'm sorry, sir, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. <laughs> issued a gag order. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're still rich. Uh, issued a gag order against former Minneapolis police officers Derek Chavon, To Thao, Thomas Lane, and J. Alexander Kung. I think K U E N G. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce sure it. I think that's how you pronounce it. Kung. Um, this despite the fact that the officers, with the uh, exception of Lane, haven't shared their side of the story. So what happened to innocent until proven guilty? 
As a result, attorneys for the four police officers objected to the gag order on July 13th. All four officers are charged in the death of George Floyd. Meanwhile, a coalition of media players asked to release body camera footage given the nature of this high-profile case and the fact that the Rona has made it quite difficult to cover the case or view discovery. On July 21st, on the 18th floor courtroom in the Hennepin County Government Center, Judge Cahill lifted the gag order and stated that he would soon rule on the release of the bo- of the police body camera video. In attendance was former officer J. Alexander King. Uh, I'm not going to say what they were wearing because it's not super relevant, but um, they so Kung arrived. Uh, also, a few seconds later, Thomas Lane dressed in a gray suit, blah, blah, blah. He came in with his attorney, Earl Gray. Uh, he says, this is kind of funny in the article, says that he leaned against a wall and appeared to try to make eye contact with Kung, nodding at him. The men did not speak. Kung sat quickly, his hands clasped, eyes sometimes closed. Uh, so it says that. Uh, attorneys for the former police officers as well as the media coalition were allowed to enter the courtroom at 2.50. Uh, for several minutes, court officers tried to connect via a Zoom meeting with the state prison. There was a technical issue, but right at 3 p.m., Chauvin appeared on the screen. Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. Um, let me get to where it says the other officers charged. Thal, Lane, and Kuhn are charged with aiding and abetting both second-degree murder and manslaughter. All four officers were fired. Um, let me get to this point right here. Okay, so Judge Cahill then stated that the lawyers for the defendants had made a good point in their objections to the gag order that they have a right to respond to pretrial quote I'm sorry to quote pretrial statements to meet negative publicity. Quote the gag order didn't work. Cahill suggested uh, that attorneys had to tiptoe around the rules to talk to reporters that the media had been relying on anonymous sources and other material which stirred up as much pretrial publicity as ever. The gag order is vacated, the judge said. Um, she gives a little, you can't see it, but you can see it in the video here. The uh, judge gives the um, release of the gag order. Uh, it says Cahill asked Lita Walker, an attorney representing the media, to speak with her about the request of the release of the body camera video. But Cahill said he had first had a question about their filing in the case in which they cited state lawmakers who would not be allowed to speak publicly about the case. The memo cited Governor Tim Waltz and three Minneapolis lawmakers. Here's what's really interesting about this. So Cahill repeatedly pressed why the media coalition had picked those specific lawmakers out of 50 or so state lawmakers who represent the Minneapolis area. Walker said she understood why they were picked because they represented the district. But the judge continued and said, tell me why they were the most relevant. Uh, it says, she says, it seems like the media coalition coalition is trying to dox me personally. This is what the judge said. Mm. Walker seemed stunned and repeatedly told the judge this was not the case. She said an associate, an associate had picked the lawmakers at random and that she had been on vacation, had not personally vetted names in the filing it was not intentional as you can tell it's not appreciated cahill replied he mentioned the attack on esther salas the new jersey federal judge last weekend Mm -hmm. in which her son was killed and her husband was shot i deeply apologize walker said this has nothing to do with your honor uh i expect you will file a supplemental brief on why you picked those officials so keith ellison this goes into the second part of the article here. Contempt of court. Okay. So 
although Cal Hill, Cal Hill, Cahill, Jesus, I can't say that name. It's like five syllables. <laughs> Uh, though Cahill lifted the gag order, Robert Paul, an attorney for Tao Thou, two th- oh, Jesus, whatever, whatever that guy's name, the Asian is, guy, has to speak. Tao, the Asian guy. Tao, Tao, Tao Thanos. Uh, taking to, <laughs> taking the podium, he referred to his motion calling for Attorney General Keith Ellison to be. What's that, Bowie? Um, she he referred to his motion calling for AG Keith Ellison to be held in a camp. That's attorney general for the case, mm. right? He pointed to the attorney general press release announcing the four pro bono attorneys now working as assistant to the attorney generals in the case, calling out what he said was brazenness and hubris on Ellison's part to issue a press release within days of the gag order. He said Ellison knew better. So check this out. Uh, let me. I'm scrolling down here. Hold on one sec. Forget right. <laughs> that wild animal under control. <laughs> Poor girl. She wants out. <laughs> okay, so the attorneys joining the prosecution team that are doing this pro bono, right? Uh, for those of you that don't know, that just means they're doing it for free. Yeah. The prosecution. Uh, the prosecution. So you have the attorney general That's weird. and then four. Typically it's the defense that'll end up doing something pro bono. Yeah. Uh, so here they are. You have Neil Katyell or Katyell, partner at the international law firm Hagen Lovells and former acting solicitor general and former principal deputy solicitor general of the United States. You have Lola Velasquez Aguili, Agula. A litigation investigation counsel for Medtronic, a former prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Minnesota. During her tenure as the U.S. Attorney's Office, she prosecuted complex multi-defendant white-collar crimes, including the successful prosecution and trial of several former executives from Starkey Hearing Technologies. Until today, she has served as chairwoman of the Commission on Judicial Selection, to which position she was appointed by Governor Tim Walz. That's Hmm. fucking weird. Jerry Blackwell, trial lawyer and founding partner, CEO and chairman of the Minneapolis law firm Blackwell Burke, PA. In June 2020, he won a full first ever posthumous pardon for Max Mason, who was wrongly convicted of rape in connection with the infamous Duluth lynchings of June 1920. So that guy's old as fuck. (laughs) Um, Stephen L. Schleicher, Schleicher. Partner at the Minneapolis law firm Mason LLP, former prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Minnesota, the Minnesota's Attorney General's Office, the Winona County Attorney's Office, and U.S. Army Reserve JAG Corps. In 2016, he led the successful prosecution of the person responsible for kidnapping and murdering Jacob Wetterling. So, Miriam had mentioned Blackwell Burke. Mm-hmm. In when she when we she had her when we had her on the show, <laughs> but Lola was appointed to the position that she has currently by the governor. She, by the governor, yeah. So in the press release, it says, um, but he advised Prosecutor Matthew Frank that all the new attorneys in the case are now under the same code as other other lawyers in the case to operate under Ethics Rule three point eight and applies to their firms as well. Um, in regards to the body cam video that the media would like access to, Cahill first asked Frank if he thought the footage filed in court would be admissible in trial. Frank said yes. 
Um, let me get down to this part, the really kind of nitty and gritty. So she has on the thread here. Um, uh, let's see. Cahill questioned her on concerns about how it might taint a potential jury. Walker cited the bystander video that has been viewed millions of times. I think she is referring to a 17-year-old Darnella Fraser who has raised more than a half a million dollars on GoFundMe for the trauma she experienced. Wow. Where <laughs> is that money really going when you understand the root of Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. So she has a, a post here from her Twitter. The woman who caught some of the George Floyd footage has raised more than half a million dollars. Or has she? Um, and she's got a link down here for that that she looked into. But people have quote people have already seen George Floyd die at the hands of police. Walker said the cat is out of the bag. We have seen it. Miriam says that I'd like to add that this is slightly skewed statement. Surely people do not just believe everything they see on camera. I've spent countless hours digging, and I believe is a multi-layered psyop, and there is much more that meets the eye. Again, what happened to innocent until proven guilty. So as I scroll down, I don't want to skip over too much, but um, we'll leave the this article linked in the show notes. Um, so Earl Gray, Officer Lane's attorney, asked to speak in favor of leasing the videos. He said the media coverage from reporters who had viewed the body camera footage in court has been unfair to his client. He also made several claims about the video showed which the media omitted, including how Floyd was stuffing counterfeit bills in between the seats of his car. And there's hmm. pictures of it. Wow. Of whose car? Of the the police car or Floyd's car? Floyd's car. Floyd's car. Yeah, the the van that they pulled him out of. Yeah. So they they have pictures of here of like what are said to be counterfeit bills stuffed in between seats. It's all circled. You can see that in the video. He swallowed drugs, Gray Mm. claimed, holding a copy of the Star Tribune. You can see that Mr. Floyd turned his head and put drugs in his mouth. It's probably one of the reasons he died, but that's not in there. Well, that's... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll go after you're done. Okay. Uh, Cahill asked if there were any objections from any of the attorneys to releasing the body camera video. There were none. Uh, Matthew Frank asked to speak and said Gray was attempting to try the case in the media, but filing exhibits like the body camera video to get them out into the public. Gray tried to put these pieces of these pieces of discovery out there and is now not happy with what the media discovered about it. Frank said he called Gray's account a misleading version of what the facts are. Um, Frank asked the court to carefully consider what releasing the body cameras would do to the ability to pick a fair jury. Cahill said he would take it under advisement and plans to issue a ruling on body camera video fairly quickly. Okay. So the ne- uh, just real quick, the next hearing in the case is September 11, 2020. Oh, cool. September 11th. <laughs> um, all we right. still have a country by then. Yeah. So, fuck. So the, the media's created a fucking <laughs> mess here, right? Because like Miriam said, we, we, they, they've already been tried in the media. Yeah. All four of these cops, according to the media, are guilty. I've been saying from the beginning, they, they, do, they do deserve due process. It's yeah. Every single monster that we've ever encountered no matter how heinous a crime has to go through due process right now the fact that there's body cam footage exists showing him uh swallowing drugs which is pretty common we see it often um they're trying to hide it swallow or flush it well and here let's go back a little bit right because first of all um I'm not even sure how he got to Minneapolis from Houston. This guy was out on parole. 
do you know how fucking hard it is to leave the county when you're on parole? Like you have to jump through a lot of hoops if you're going to be traveling, especially across the country. Um, so the fact that they granted him parole and he left the state, like I would, I would like to understand that a little bit more. Um, but he's on parole still. So he, if he gets caught with drugs, he's done. Boom, popping him, he's sending him back to the pen. So that would make sense, him trying to hide the drugs, swallow them, stuff the counterfeit bills um, in, in between his seats. Now, if there's video or body cam footage that shows that expressly, then this changes everything, right? Um, so the media, though, the damage that they have already done to the black community uh, – with their claims of it being race related of George Floyd being, you know, this hero, um, things like that. Like it's, it's fucked, right? Because now this footage is going to come out and if they can prove that maybe it was manslaughter because the knee on his neck did contribute to his death, but the biggest contribution to his death was him ODing on fentanyl and whatever else he had in him. Right. Um, so he's not going to go free. I don't think, based on he died in their in their hands right uh, so so but the, the more and more facts that are coming out was that he didn't just die because he couldn't breathe yeah now the damage the media has done is that if this cop say say Siobhan does walk they can prove and the medical examiner's original report proves that he OD'd before you know what I mean? Just say that he walks free. The fucking powder keg is going to blow. Right. Yeah. Because he's already been tried in the eyes of the media and the public. Yeah. And so already every single person believes that he's guilty of murder one, even though obviously those aren't the charges that we got. Yeah. He's, he's not even being charged murder one because yeah. the murder one is I intentionally Intention, yeah. planning to kill someone. You know, with forethought, you know, not just being in, in an encounter and then someone dying because of that encounter, yeah. you know, so, so that's definitely the earlier that they release that footage, the better, because this is going to be a long drawn out trial to begin with. Right. But imagine the difference. Let's take like the OJ trial. Imagine the difference if there's security cam footage showing OJ fucking put in work on Ron Goldman he, and Nicole. You know what I mean? He did. But, but that, that would be like the, that would be at the kind of the same level. You, you, we get to see what actually took place. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, still it was, it was, it was wrong what happened, but the fact that these guys are already guilty, like they're going to have to move that trial out of the city. There's no way that they're going to be able to get a fair trial. Um, so in some of the information that Miriam had sent us, the uh, attorneys for the uh, officers did request that they move the location of the mm-hmm. trial on the state's dime. Yeah. And so should be, it, they, they're going to have to, um, obviously the, the prosecution is there. They don't want that. Because they want to, they want to see everything fucking go down the way they had it planned out. Um, and like we said before, we're not defending these guys, but the the process, we need to see the facts before we can just assume that what the news told us is what took place. Yeah, 
And it's not fair to us to sit here and say, well, that's what the news said. So I'm, I'm happy that they came out and said that the media has fucked this all up and that the way they're reporting it is shit. And they've already fucking ruined the trial, basically. You know what I mean? So we they definitely do, we do need to get taint in there. I mean, it's yeah, fucking we got to get the, we got to get the facts. There's no there's no question that Derek Chavon is a piece of shit. Yeah. We know everybody knows that. Yeah. Any officer, there's not one officer in this whole entire country that wouldn't say, yeah, that's probably not good what he did. Yeah. Not one. And, 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 uh, every, every cop that I follow on social media, every cop that I know, every formal, former cop that I know, not one of them has said, I don't see a problem here. You know what I mean? Everyone stood behind the community. And they had their chance to do something great. And I think that for the majority, the people who were originally protesting, very diverse crowd, everybody out there was behind what had took, taken place now or, or against what took what had taken place now. Mm-hmm. But so far removed from that situation, the media is just shit all over it now. Nobody knows what's up, what's down. Right. So. We do need facts, video from the event, body cam footage, interior dash cam footage, um, any other cell phone footage. Yeah, we need audio. <clears throat> Hopefully, there's good audio from the yeah. <clears throat> badge cam, uh, the the badge cams, and you know, hearing what's going on because he, he eventually he gets put in the back of the car, he gets he taken gets out of the car because he wants to go out of the car because he's claustrophobic and he's having a moment. You know, maybe he's overdosing at that point. That's yeah, why he's, he's already. Peak. Yeah, maybe he's not saying that. Hey, I swallowed drugs. You know, I can't breathe. You know, mm-hmm. I need help. He's, you know, so it just goes back. You know, the officers. I shake my head at it because I just, you know, call for call for. You got the guy. Yeah, he ain't going right? anywhere. So. He, you got him on the counterfeit or whatever you want to do. The counterfeit bills, you got him on um, being under the influence or whatever you want to arrest him for. Yeah. seems like they're mainly just going after the counterfeit stuff. But the counterfeit, they got him. Take your time. He says he can't breathe. Open the door. Let him breathe. Get the windows down. What's going on? Talk to the guy. You know, look at him. Evaluate him. What's, you know, why? why is your pulse you know through the fucking it's fucking skyrocket why yeah. you know and now all of a sudden it's dropping to nothing why you why are you labor breathing let's get fucking medical here ASAP, now yeah. and call it over the air on their dispatch you know if i don't my call sign i need medical immediately we have yeah. an in-custody party who is now requesting an ambulance he's having trouble breathing so then the fucking world knows hey I'm try. trying yeah. to get him medical. Okay. You don't want to, you don't want to be in the car. Let's get you on the car and set you down. You know, you comfortable there or try to do something. Yeah, I know they that, should have sat him up for sure. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't sit on someone's back of their neck. You know, some of the, some of the police officers from that area have mentioned like, no, they should, like you had said, they got him. It should have sat him up. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've, I've, I've been in plenty of situations where, you sit the guy up afterwards, taking a look at your bumps and bruises, his bumps and bruises. And even if you go went hands on with somebody, yeah. you know, uh, you're calling for your supervisor to get there. Uh, why wasn't the supervisor ever there? Yeah. Maybe. How maybe. fucking far away from where they were at, where from the, the, the station? Yeah. Minutes. Minutes. 
right? Maybe, I think maybe he was at the club. A couple blocks. Marion said it was like a couple blocks. What's the fucking seven it, minutes? Most. I, you know what? There's a reason why people end up with stripes on their shirt, right? Mm-hmm. They're the supervisors. Please roll a supervisor. We have an in custody that's complaining of um, not being able to breathe and start an uh, ambulance this way. Yeah. Boom. And you know what that does? Takes the monkey off my back. Yeah. Covers your ass. And goes, there you go, soup. Now, what, what do you think? Now, he comes on scene, and he's going to take control of the scene. This is what I got. Now, counterfeit bills. This guy says he's high and something. We don't know what's going on. He's got some medical issues clearly going on, saying he can't breathe. Let's get him in the ambulance. Yeah. Boom. Someone falls in the hospital. He's not running away. He's yeah. in custody. He's going anywhere. He's cuffed. Yeah. He's cuffed. So, yeah. They definitely all bad. it fucked up, you know. <laughs> now, we're not saying they didn't fuck up. No, but they, they royally fucked up. Yeah. But because... So um, that could have been anybody, you know, but drugs in the system compounded with, uh, do you your, think, I got a question to go back. I, I want to ask a question. They know each other. They work at a club together. Why yeah. is this all being kept hush hush? Yeah. You know, and why doesn't, you know, I don't know. Does Derek think that this guy's fucking with him because well, we can get into that because there's quite a few theories. What, we have we don't have a lot of hard facts. What's next on the agenda, Brian? What did you want to get into? So there's one thing that we didn't touch on, and I what I would like to do is I'd like to have Marion back on the show because I don't want to do any of her research um, unjustly. Yeah, because it goes so deep. Yeah. If I had to, um, let's speculate. Give, if I had to give my take on everything that I've read that she's provided us and then outside from doing my own research, I think it was like a, I don't want to say like a double swap that took place, but I think, um, George Floyd was part of a money laundering operation that involved the, um, Hold on, hold on. Worked out together. Hold on. Can can hey, you repeat that? Big, big country. Hold up a second. You're, yeah, you're having a little glitchy moment. Go ahead and run okay. run that back. You believe George so, Floyd was in a money laundering? Yes, I believe George Floyd was involved in a money laundering operation that was also involved with that particular precinct and that county mm-hmm. and those officials. I think he was going to snitch. Mm. And I think they picked Derek Chauvin to go there and tie up loose ends. And then they flipped on him. Ah. And then what transpired from that was all the evidence at the precinct was burned down. Mm -hmm. The club was burned down. Because and we didn't get into it tonight, but in some of the stuff that Miriam had sent us, she has a—it's all linked on her Twitter. Um, that nightclub had filed for bankruptcy in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. So she goes through this whole deal where they couldn't launder money right now because of COVID, mm-hmm. and everything was shut down. So it would seem fishy if there's a lot of business going in out of this nightclub that's supposed to be shut down. Yeah. My take is, and this is not Miriam's take, but my take is, is that I think George was going to snitch and that would have implemented basically fucking everybody, Mm -hmm. not every police officer and not every official, but the big players. Yeah. Which is why 
They never called the supervisor, which is why there's no 911 call that goes out from those officers, which is why um, the medical examiner was fired because it's they that we need we need a way for this to go away. Yeah. So we kill the snitch. We flip on the cop. He knows them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's true that they didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. We're going to get somebody that doesn't fucking like this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what's interesting and you want to get into like some of the more uh, anomalies that took place with the video is all the officers are wearing the same uniform, but they have different badges. Yeah. And then the ambulance that shows up, the dudes that hop out aren't caught or aren't EMTs. They flip them over. They don't put them in a neck brace. They don't check his vital. I mean, they put a, as far as we know, that was a syringe. Yeah. They don't put him on a board just to seal the deal. Yeah. And they throw him in there and get him out. If I had to go with, I don't know, off the, off the wall speculation here, that would be my guess. And you talk about all the other weird things that, that are taking place. Now, this is during the time of COVID. None of them are wearing masks. None of the bystanders are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. No one seems concerned that no one's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, it's filmed... I said it's filmed. The incident <laughs> is recorded on 33rd Street, right? With all these weird numerology sacrifice stuff. George Floyd has a tattoo on his chest for the Black Boulet Society, the Order Out of Chaos. Mm-hmm. The, the Masonic double, double-headed eagle. Yeah. Which... which- we didn't quite see on the video. It appears he's wearing a tank top. It's kind of, you know, the neck is real low, but you, you know, that's not very, it, you can't see a tattoo on his chest, <laughs> which is well, also right. strange. The first image that the, the media releases of George Floyd, the full bodied image of him, not obviously not when he's deceased, but he's standing next to a Corona um, fucking poster. Yeah. So more of this kind of weird imagery that comes out linked to this, um, I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, but man, it's, it's strange. It's strange. And on top of all that, where are all the people that were there? Yeah. Like, are they being, are they going to be called as witnesses? They should be. They have to be. You know what I mean? They have to be. Yeah. I think Derek Chauvin's going to die before we we hit uh-huh. trial. And get Epstein? Yeah, he's going to get I that's if I had to, you know, is he going to counterfeit 20 on it? Gonna, I would say <laughs> a counterfeit 20 on the side yeah. if it's if I had to bet a counterfeit 20, I think he's not going to yeah. make it to the trial. Yeah. Because he's the only one that has a gag order. Right. Which is so the which gag is, order was lifted for all the other officers but not Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why is the one who is the spotlight, the center of this whole ordeal, the only one with a gag order. Um, what information does he have that's exactly. so good to help himself out? Now that- is now is that a gag order because right now he's dropping dimes on the whole situation in order to save himself? Very possible. Um, th- there's just a lot of really high strangeness that comes with this, right? We had the lawyer from Houston who claims that the real George Floyd died three years ago. Yeah. Right? I, rem- I was going to bring that up because yeah. I, I saw that and he's like, yeah, George Floyd died a long time ago. And now, one of the silliest things I've heard is that, well, George Floyd, he's he's an actor and we know he's an actor because he did porn videos. 
porn actors aren't the best actors. No. <laughs> so we can just throw that out the window. That doesn't mean he's an actor, right? That just means he likes to fucking get down and dirty. Sometimes um, you got, when you need some money, you, you gotta do, do what you got to do. Yeah. And they pay you in counterfeit money. <clears throat> so yeah. um, I do agree with Brian when it comes to the money laundering scheme. There's also rumors that this uh, club was also part of a human trafficking scheme, which is not far fetched when we're talking about laundering counterfeit money. Right. So somebody is bringing in money. Um, Miriam mentions that in that County, there was, what was it? $900,000 in counterfeit ones that were busted. Um, So clearly this is, an ongoing issue with that city and something that big is going to take lawyers to help cover it up. It's going to take high ranking cops and, uh, just attorney generals. It's going to take fucking governors. It's going to take medical examiners, hospital workers. Like it it takes a lot. There's a big apparatus for that. And just so our listeners know, so the medical examiner that they brought in, was uh is Michael Baden, who is also the medical examiner for Eric Gardner. He was also the medical examiner for Michael Jackson. He was also the medical examiner for um oh shit, I can't think of the other one. This is the OJ right in the OJ case. Yeah, he, he participated in the OJ case. He's like a celebrity fucking medical examiner. It's, it's 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 almost like so scripted that you can't make it up that hey Michael what are you doing this weekend oh, I was just doing the uh, the old autopsy on um, uh, Lincoln Park uh, what, what do you need what's what's going on oh we need you to come out here yeah and uh, take some pictures and do this for us oh yeah sure whatever um, the interesting thing about the counterfeit money is that it's linked to China. Yeah. So not to link it necessarily to California, but supposedly Gavin Newsom has been implemented in wiring a half a billion dollars to a company in China. That's proven. For masks that were never received. And supposedly... They were shipping in um, arms, arms to m- turn an AR-15 into an automatic weapon, and that that encompassed with obviously the masks for COVID, which we never got. That California never got them, and then the BLM that China supports BLM, but won't let black people into McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> because because that makes sense. So it would seem that there's some there's some high ranking governors that are being implemented in this entire thing. Yeah, for sure. And I, it, with my take on it, I'm not saying that um, George Floyd didn't die, or that it wasn't like it was all fake. It was all show that was like filmed on a movie set mm-hmm. where they did the moon landing. But <laughs> I think I, I just yeah, nasty. Baby. Uh, I just think that it's. Like Miriam said, it's a multi-layered psyop. Yeah. Because what's resulted of it is not only this whole Black Lives Matter movement, but you had a nationwide, essentially, race riot. Mm -hmm. 
you've had innocent people murdered over this. You've had entire cities burnt to the ground. I heard Seattle's doing well for themselves oh, yeah. right now. And uh and Portland is still a fucking shining jewel. So Yeah. It's um I th- I just think there's so much more to it. It's Absolutely. Not like, um I don't just think it's a bad cop doing a shitty job. No. I think there's more to it. There definitely is. <clears throat> and it's just weird. Actually, uh, Big Country reached out to the lawyer who claimed that he was George Floyd's lawyer in Houston and asked him to kind of expound if he would like to come on the show. And he said he had better things to do. Now, if you're claiming that someone who died three years ago didn't die and something that sparked this fucking wild time in America, um, you don't have better things to do. You should probably fucking expand on that and, and, and explain because if that's true, then what the fuck are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, that this goes to show you, I mean, when people have information like that and then they're not willing to come forward, I mean, it's probably bullshit. It's probably bullshit. So, because I'm going to tell you, if I'd be screaming from the Hills. Yeah. If to, to get that information out. Yeah. Now, (laughs) now as far as the video footage that we have seen, um, they didn't rough them up. You know what I mean? They didn't beat the shit out of them. I don't know what took place inside of the car. That's why I really want to know if we have footage inside of that car. That's one of the first things I wanted to talk to when I asked Miriam about, yeah. I, I wanted that information, but, um, you with a knee on someone's neck for that amount of time, it's going to cause some problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then as, especially now, I don't know, maybe this was something that they found when they went back and looked at the body cam footage, um, when they went to review it and they noticed that he had eaten, uh, whatever he was trying to hide. I don't know if they saw that at the time and they didn't know, um, that he had ingested whatever it was he was, he was keeping from him. Um, and that's why they were kind of like, ah, oh, you're fine. You can breathe this and that. Uh, regardless, they still should have sat him up. They still should have got, got a hold of medical. But um, And the other officers should have had the responsibility the other, to exactly. say something. And there was one officer who did say, like, hey, he's saying he can't breathe. He asked a few times, should we sit him up? Should we, you know, and that might be the only one that uh, if I had to take my take on, on this, that. You know, you he has a responsibility to say yeah. something, and he's doing it. Yeah. If he's saying, "Hey, get up, if I go, hey, get off his neck, hey, get off his neck, yeah. hey, you've got too much in this right now. Yeah. You need to step away from yeah. it. Take a fucking and, and break. You, eventually, you have to assert yourself that much. Yeah, he didn't. And, he, I would say he didn't. I think it's fair to say he didn't do enough. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's why the the manslaughter may stick. But yeah. if there was someone that had uh, a wiggle room, I mean, he at least said Definitely. something. Yeah, now. It, and there's been talk because there's rookie the the level of the officers the experience Derek level. is way more experienced than the other guys from what I understand a lot of a lot of new guys and they didn't want to step on toes but part of this job is knowing right and wrong yeah and you know you don't you don't get a badge put on you because you make bad decisions yeah you you know for the most part for the most part, we make, we try to make the best decisions we can, the fastest way we, you know, with the lowest amount of information, uh, as fast and quickly as possible. And when there, right. when there's something going on with, with life and death, you know, if I'm seeing my partner, you know, overstep his, his bounds a little bit, or if there's something that, you know, you don't, doesn't make you feel good, you know, you need to say something. Yeah. And those, those other three officers let, uh, um, Floyd down and they let their, uh, 
They're they let their, their co-worker down mm-hmm. by letting him stay in that position. Yeah. So, Didn't do enough. Unless, unless they were part of the hit squad. Unless, unless, they were part of the unless squad. it was a hit squad. And, 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 and unless, and the, unless this EMTs that showed up were the cleanup crew. Yeah. yeah. A couple gold coins. Get him to the hospital, dinner for one. We have to make sure he's dead. Yeah. Reservations for one. He shows up <laughs> at the hospital. We need to make sure he's dead. Um, another strange thing. You mentioned the 33 on the street. Then you have Steven Jackson coming out, right? Former NBA player talking about how um, they looked out for each other when they lived in Houston, talking about how they were twins, even though he didn't fucking know George's name. Um, couldn't say his name properly. Um, he's got George's daughter on his shoulders talking about how they changed the world. Um, it just on top of that, the next thing that you see from Steven Jackson is a post on his Instagram of a Mason apron. And he talks about how the, um, the 33rd Masons, this and that, this was his father's that the Masons for some reason still had and then gave it to him and that he's going to be following in his father's footsteps. Right. So he's injected himself into this situation. Um, it's heavy on the, on the symbolism. It's heavy on the, just the outright that we normally see from, from events like this, the outright symbolism, the numerology, it, yeah, the three sixes on the trash can. It, it, and it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like there's something more going on. And the video cam footage will give us the evidence we need um, as far as what else contributed to his death. Not saying that what Derek Chavon did didn't also contribute, right? But there are other things that took place, and we need to know them. We have to know them. And then as far as the, the, the Chinese thing with the BLM, fucking Gavin Newsom, that pile of shit, he... He, the contract between him and China has been sealed. He refuses to release the details of the contract, which doesn't make any sense to me. Now, from my understanding, there were some, because if this contract was just for PPE, then why, you know, if it's just for masks, then why not disclose it? Right. Yeah. Um, from, from what I understood, there were some masks that were received and then those masks basically got sold back to stores um, at a profit that went right back to him because he owns those at that point. We yeah. paid for them, right? The fucking people of California paid for those. Um, and on top of that, like the country said, China's moving fucking uh, arms and gun parts through the southern border. Um, I don't know how true this is, but there also may be uh, some nuclear devices I'm not sure if I quite buy that because putting the BLM and Antifa in charge of a fucking nuclear device, we've already won. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to fucking blow their dick. They're going to blow their dicks off. <laughs> you so, blew your dick off. Yeah. Like they, they could barely get a Molotov cocktail off. So fucking guys setting themselves on fire all the time, all the time. Yeah. You know, shooting um, themselves walking down the fucking street, but it's, but that's what sparked chaos. They've defunded the police in New York higher shootings and murder rate than ever before. They tried that in Seattle. They set up Chaz, the fucking, uh, the, the mayor was like, Hey, let him have it. They told the police officers to stand down as the police chief herself said, we didn't leave willingly. We were told to leave. Yeah. 
by someone higher than me. Right. So they had to give that up. Like these mayors and governors are allowing this shit to happen to their cities. Then they turn around and they point the finger at the president who had told mayors and governors, handle your shit properly. Yeah. Right. So now we have federal agents up in Oregon, up in Washington, rolling heads because these protesters finger quotes are breaking into federal courthouses, ripping down federal monuments and start courthouses on fire. Yeah. And they've already labeled Antifa terrorist organization, but in the news you keep seeing these protesters, these protesters and the fucking mayor of Seattle went out there because people were chanting like, fuck this guy. We want him out. People who were like, we want our city back. Can you do something about this? Yeah. He decided to go out there and march with them. Got tear gassed. <laughs> he got tear gassed because the fucking uh, the people around him were already like getting were, on him. Like yeah. we're you're not we're not voting for you. Fuck yeah, you. We're Just dropping you out. But yeah, they're all over him already. Yeah, and they're being unruly. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna be unruly. You're gonna get tear gassed. And on top of that, they have to put up with Russell Wilson yeah. until the end of his contract. So yeah. they're fucked. Seattle is fucked. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you have. Uh, Mayor Beetlejuice just came out and said that she is going to be taking down the Christopher Columbus hey, statue. Yeah. Okay. That's um, is that a federal is that a federal? It's a federal monument. I'm sure. It's a federal monument, yeah. I would imagine so. Does that mean that she's um, gonna get ten years? Like President probably. Trump's executive order? She's she's not gonna be able to just tear it down. How fucking awesome would that be? God. She's out there helping take it down or whatever. And then they just place her in handcuffs. All right. You should come with us. Yeah, you can come with us. But yeah, um, so this situation has it's spread like wildfire. It's caused a lot of disruption in, in everybody's lives. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, these people came out of nowhere. Uh, you have these virtue signaling, super liberal white folks who are apologizing for some reason. Um, and, and here's the thing, man. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I know my black history, uh, because my dad won't let me forget it, <laughs> but we, we know what took place. We know what happened. Okay. My great grandmother, she was born into slavery this is not some shit that just didn't happen. Right. It, it hits close to home. Um, so to have a group of people who didn't grow up learning that history from a certain point of view coming out and apologizing makes me feel dirty. You know what I mean? Like, what are you apologizing for? Don't apologize to me. This was, these were things that we have to know. We have to learn. We have to know these things and we have to have these things. Um, these monuments, we have to have, uh, as a reminder, because there's a lot of good that came from a lot of these people, even the, like the Confederate statues, uh, people are going to hate on me for this or, or the Christopher Columbus stuff. Um, but when they, these men did great things and, and this nation is built on good things and bad things and a constant want to get better. Yeah. And if we take down our history, if we, you know, push it in the past and just put it in the the back of the view where we're never going to look at, never going to see it. You know, we, we're going to forget where we came from and we're bound to make the same exactly. mistakes again. Exactly. And, and you know, it's just strange. I never would have thought that I would have been alive because, you know, after, after slavery and everything took place, we made this progression, right? We're seeing black millionaires, black billionaires, executives, 
successful business owners, a black president, no matter how you feel about it or what took place to get them there. We had a black guy as a president, right? There was all this movement. We've fucking come so far. And then we have this giantly backwards. We have nothing but young white liberals marching in the streets in favor of black people that they don't know. They don't understand the the life inside the inner city. They don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. You're not out there for them. If you were, you wouldn't be burning down the cities. You wouldn't be fucking uh, setting cop cars on fire. Yeah. You wouldn't be spray painting over buildings. None of that shit would be happening if you were out there for them. You want to be out there for them? Then go out to those communities. Figure out what they need, what they want. Figure out what families do need help. Do it that way. You want to give it back to them because you feel sorry for them? Like that just rubs me the wrong way. You're yeah. you're out here because you feel sorry. Yeah. Right? And and but I mean Don't want your pity. We don't want your pity, man. And no. and and I saw this kind of man on the street type thing where they were asking people about in the <laughs> in in a like a predominantly white liberal area, what do you think about the police? Fuck them. I hate the cops. I can't believe that people even trust them. I don't I don't get behind anything they stand for. Then they go into the inner city. What do you think about defunding the police? That's the stupidest shit I ever heard. Well, why would you why would we defund the police? We need them. People are out here getting shot every night. Yeah. Why are you gonna defund the police? Who's gonna protect fucking Gotham City if Batman's gone? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it just the the viewpoints are so vastly different. That's fine if you want to rally behind black communities, but you're doing it the wrong fucking way. Yeah. Like you said, we don't nobody wants your pity. Yeah. Stop apologizing to me. Stop fucking sending us videos of you out here kissing black black people's feet because God, that is the it, most dude, disgusting the, thing the, I've ever seen. The the white apologist for slavery generations removed is the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing that I've ever heard of. And, and, and I, I, I get it. Right. Cause who doesn't fucking read about the Holocaust and go, fuck, that man, sucks. that's terrible. Well, that's why we like, need to read what about did, it. What did we do? Yeah. That what we can't that's, ever that's, let. That's, that's a bad part of history. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> you know, I don't like that, but we're also forgetting that there were a lot of other slaves in America at that time. Yeah. A lot. You know, it wasn't just black folks. And but we also also can't forget that it was African tribes that were selling our people into slavery Yeah, for textiles and gold yeah. spices. It was, a, you know, slavery in general is bad, of course. And, you know, that it still goes on. There's yeah. still there's still countries that has have yeah. slavery. Libya, so slavery, open open air slave trade in Libya. Open- Open air slave, yeah. Thanks, Obama. Open air slave trade right now. So once once they once they went and killed Gaddafi, if, um, if you boom. look at where we've come as a uh, a country, slavery. from where we've been, we're, we're we've we got it pretty good. We've we're all Americans bounce. here. Yeah, remember that we were from, we're the greatest country this world has ever known. I put it for the freedoms that we have, the opportunities that we have. Absolutely. If you don't um, like it, then fucking leave. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> very true. first. So we want to get off the fence on this one. Are we gonna we're gonna tease it? Do we wanna do a part two with Marion? What, what do you want to do, guys? Uh, 
I'd like to, man, I'd like to get Marion back on the show. Like I said, I don't want to do her, her <clears throat> hours and hours of, of research into this topic, any injustice yeah. by us going like, yeah, man, it's fucking crazy, yeah. bro. Um, <laughs> so maybe we can leave it for a part two. I think I've already kind of given my off the fence did. for mm-hmm. this topic. Run, run it back um, again. That's kind of where I stand. That's where you stand? So you, where I stand with the, the George Floyd money laundering was that money laundering, he was going to snitch. They took him out. They, contracted order out of chaos to get the citizens to believe in a race war with probably Asian provocateurs. They said, listen, we need the we need the police station to burn down and we need this fucking nightclub to go away. All it takes is one person to walk by with when everything's going on with a can of spray paint and go burn this bitch down, mm-hmm. you know, on the side of the wall and they'll and they'll break a window, right? The breaking the auto zone window the auto, the auto zone video. With that guy who, yeah, who exactly. everyone thought was a cop. Did you see that video? Mm-mm. So like like Big Country just explained, it only takes one person. The first window to get broken, as far as we know, was at an auto zone. This dude dressed head to toe in black, full gas mask on, and an umbrella. Um, he shows up, starts breaking windows with a hammer. Big old white goon. And, and they're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you see this black, <laughs> black dude with a pizza box, right? And he's like, hey, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you just stop breaking those windows? And then people are like, hey, are you a cop? Are you a cop? Are you a cop? And Because you look like a cop. I look. It looks like I've seen you before. And the dude's like, fuck you. Ain't nothing to see here. And he's like, dude, knock that shit off. They're going to think we did that stuff. Yeah. And they start calling him out. There's like a group of people calling him out. You can't do that. She's leaving. He's cussing him out, fucking telling him, shut the fuck up. I need to see that video. Yeah, dude. So that, you know, like you said, agent provocateurs, fucking first window to break. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Boy, where you stand on this? Um, I agree with big country. Uh, I think there's more to the story of George Floyd in general. Like I said, I would like to know how he was able to get from Houston to Minneapolis in the first place. Um, but there's definitely more to, what took place that day. I don't think it was because let's face it. You, you pull up, if someone calls the cops and say, Hey, listen, I got a guy who just gave me a 20, uh, $20 counterfeit bill. It's fake. He's still sitting outside. You know, we, we'd spoken about it earlier, but uh, there's at some point in time, I'm sure we've all accidentally spent counterfeit money, right? Not saying that he didn't know about it or whatever, especially if they're saying he was stuffing bills in his, in his seat there. But if, if you're just going to walk into a store, spend counterfeit money, then go right outside of that store and sit in your car, like th- th- that just seems kind of weird behavior to me, right? You'd be bouncing. Yeah. You would be out the fucking door as fast as you could, gone, right? Yeah. You're not going to just sit in front of the car. So um, it could have been a thing where maybe the store owner had something to do with the club owner and... Once they knew someone who frequents the the store, George Floyd shows up and fucking spends some money. Boom. Let's call the cops. That gives uh, Derek Siobhan a reason to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd like so. to, I'd like to even get even more into the timeline of, yeah. of it. The original time of call to the officers. Oh, yeah. Like, like, when, so yeah. So the 911 call happens at like eight. Let's I'm just throwing out random times, eight o'clock. Yeah. So then the officers, it sits in the queue for five to 10 minutes before dispatch actually dispatches out to, or, you know, maybe 
it never just goes out to you unless it's a major incident. Mm-hmm. There's usually some, you know, a little bit of delay. Yeah. That 911 operator gets it, types it in, takes five minutes to type everything in, get all the pertinent information, gets off the call. They send it to uh, the officer. Officer pipes up for it. So then he drives over there. So that's like, you got to think it's like a 10 minute window. A 10 minute window is a long time. Yeah. If you think about, and I walked into a store, I passed a fake 20. I got what I wanted. I'm out. These fucking guys figure it out. Then they're calling. Yeah. That's a, a window of escape, right? Yeah. So I'd like to know all that. Yeah. I want to know when the officers arrived on scene. I want to know when they contacted him. I want to, I want to see it from start to finish yeah. the batch camps. I want to see everything happen. I want to be able to pick apart um, when they get him in custody. What is he doing? And why is in custody before he's in custody? See if he did ingest drugs, see if he was hiding bills. I want to see all of that. Yeah. I want to hear him in the backseat of that patrol vehicle. If there's audio, I want to hear what's going on. I want to see Derek, take him out. I want to see Derek decide for whatever reason to put his knee on the back of his yeah. neck. Why? Yeah. He got dude, he got that radio call. Yeah. yeah. Broken arrows ago. Broken, Broken arrows ago. Yeah. Not to mention Miriam had also mentioned that somehow, miraculously, the hospital picked up a phantom half hour because from the time that he got put into the ambulance to the time that they pronounced him dead was only roughly an hour. Yeah. But in the hospital's official report, there was an extra half hour added onto there. Yeah. And when she contacted them to question them about, it, they didn't have any answers for yeah. her. That's something that I, I want this timeline. Like some, yeah, well, that's like some some fucking JFK autopsy. Exactly. Yeah. So Trachum. Why? Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> exactly. unfortunately, I think there's some bad officers, and I think there's a bad incident. I I am a firm believer that this is bigger than what is the surface. Than someone's. I think this was an orchestrated event. And they're yeah. using it yeah. further to to get what they want from it, and then cover it. All. I think they were. Yeah. I think they were covering up, and then even higher up than them. So if this was like the the little state level. Yeah. I think that even bigger people are like using it. Well, this is what we need. This is perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Fuck, people are locked down. They're losing their mind with well, COVID. Heard, we heard Miriam say there was the, the family didn't get any of the personal effects from George Floyd. Yeah. The evidence room was burned to the ground, including everything inside. The club was burnt to the ground, including everything inside. So those were the two main places where you're going to get all this shit, right? I'm sure that still there's a fucking hard drive somewhere or photos somewhere. You know what I mean? There's still some evidence out there, but now it's a lot easier to fucking move that, hide it, put it where you need to go. Because you could say, I don't know, all this shit burned up. Yeah. So I want to I want to have more information, but I think that they're covering the- up the the money laundering yeah. and, the club, money laundering. and the club reaches the benefits of an, an insurance claim. So <laughs> that's an easy sell for them. Yep. Yeah, man, this is a, this is, there's, there's so much more to it as we've said in this episode and we're going to get Miriam back on the show. She definitely says she wants to come back on. Yeah. Um, so we'll wrap up the show right now. One real quick thing I want to do is to make sure we point everybody in the right direction to get in contact with Miriam, to at least maybe give her a follow on Twitter for sure. Check out our YouTube stuff. It's great. Um, we'll leave that all of her information in the show notes for the description of the show when it drops in a couple weeks now. But, um, I want to give a quick shout out to a dude that we follow on Instagram. I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, his handle is the real black rebel. Um, He's a black dude from the South who reps the rebel flag, but he's like 
Trump supporter who loves America. Mm-hmm. And he goes out to these rallies. Well, he was in um, some shout out. I don't want to skew any information but he went to a counter protest to an antifa rally mm-hmm. two nights ago he was stabbed by an jesus antifa. um yeah he's in the hospital he's doing fine they did arrest the guy good um that guy also did a three or four year stint in jail for child pornography so oh cool um go antifa cool, cool, huh? yeah yeah <laughs> so shout out to that guy um glad you're you know you're still with us and doing well but um I want to do a quick shout out for him. Listen to some podcasts so, for you when you're getting healthy, buddy. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Pass Keep doing time. what you're doing. Yeah. You're not a part of the problem. Yeah. Clearly. That's a hundred percent true <laughs> to our listeners out there, man. You can check us out on Instagram at whiskey, beer and conspiracies on Twitter at WB conspiracies. Our website's the same WB conspiracies.com. We do have t-shirts right now available on T public, which you can check out for only a short period longer. We're going to be moving all of our merchandise off of T public onto our website and a Patreon is coming soon. Uh, we just, we, there's so many things that we have in the works right now. We're trying to categorize as to how we get all these things done for you guys. So we keep putting out this content. Um, we have a few more guests lined up in the next few weeks. Um, it's going to be pretty awesome. So stay tuned for that. Can we get, can they get the truth hooligan shirts on T public? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, a few more designs that we're <sighs> even working on right now too. So we've got some um, good recently, merchandise coming out. So fire on the way. Yeah. We we did recently release on T Public the spoof that I put together, if you will, of NWA, <laughs> um, their greatest hits album cover. We did that. I dude, I was like, man, this this turned out pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. We put it on our Instagram. Um, you can get that in t shirt. That'll probably be, I think, a, probably be a sticker. Um, so stay tuned for that. But um, that's it for this episode of whiskey beer. And Conspiracies Podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Big Country. Boy. And Chris. Thanks, guys. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Donald Trump Putin and shit. I say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Has value. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.